0: The following is a sponsored program paid for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves, featuring Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
1: Welcome to Good Money Moves. I'm Andy Brownell. It is News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Jenna Tobel, the director of Brandon digital member experience with us, of course. Good morning, Jenna.
2: Good morning.
1: So last week we talked about financial management apps. Yeah. What is the topic for today's program?
2: Yes. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking a little bit about spring cleaning, if you can believe it. Boo. It is getting... <laughs> Now, a lot of people like to clean when the weather starts to warm up, So, uh, but you can also spring clean your finances.
1: All right, I got it.
2: Yes, obviously you won't be doing any vacuuming of your paper files or even like dusting your mobile app, not that kind of cleaning, but there are a lot of really good financial moves that you can make to get more organized and kind of unclutter your finances for yourself.
1: All right. Well, you know, the whole spring cleaning tradition is mainly an American thing.
2: Yeah, it really is. Not a lot of
1: other people in the world do that. But then again, we we genuinely have cold weather and then spring to deal with. But yeah, well, obviously an interesting approach to spring. If you want to... uh, (laughs) I guess if you want to start your spring cleaning with your finances, where where do you start?
2: Yeah. I mean, as always, I think the best place to start when you're kind of looking at your finances is really just take stock of what you have as far as accounts. Um, it, just to give yourself a really clear picture of What's out there for you, right? Okay. You know, most people have a checking account or a savings account, but you might also have something like an IRA, um, a CD, you might have 401k accounts, you might have um, an investment account somewhere, as well as even other checking and savings accounts at other financial institutions, right? And you might have, or you might have multiple checking and savings accounts at the same place. And of course, you know there's nothing wrong with how that how managing your money that way. Some people really need that in order to keep themselves organized and with their finances, and can really kind of help you keep track of where your money's going. Um, and sometimes people do that to get a better interest rate, right? Um, and you might really, need, <laughs> really.
1: <laughs> no, I mean that, that can actually help having multiple accounts.
2: Well, I mean, if you think about it, right? You might have your primary um account at one financial institution but another financial institution might be having us have a special rate on an account somewhere okay. um and then you can take you know a lot of people will rate shop and people manage their money in a lot of different ways so there's really no right or wrong way
1: you just got to keep track of where it is but it's all it's at.
2: All, exactly it's all about keeping track um right because if you lose track of that stuff you might end up you know getting hit with a fee on an account because you've gone dormant um, from non-use, or you might have uh, balances fall below minimums if you have money coming, you know, payments coming out of a, maybe a checking account that you're not on top of, um, things like that. So, those are things that you want, again, just take take a minute to kind of look through where are all of your accounts located, how much money do you have in them, you um, how much money do you want to have in them? Maybe it maybe it's time to kind of start to consolidate some of those accounts, especially if they're ones that you kind of forgot you even ever opened. Or, or maybe you open them for one reason at one point in time in your life and it's no longer serving that purpose for you anymore. It's a good time to close those and consolidate those to really make your financial life less cluttered.
1: And you pointed out, and I didn't even realize this, that if you leave an account sitting for an extended period of time, it becomes a liability potentially.
2: Uh, yeah, absolutely. There are, you know, if it, certain accounts have certain uh, parameters, I guess is what I'll call them, on them, where you maybe have to make a certain number of transactions in a month, or you need to have a minimum balance, or you'll get a fee. Some accounts, uh at some financial institutions just charge you a fee annually just because they can. And if you have an account like that and you're not paying attention to it, it, you know, letting those fees rack up without paying attention to it can drain that account pretty quickly and even potentially bring your account negative if you didn't have a lot in there to begin with. And so that's why it's really important to really be on top of all of the different accounts that you have and if you don't need an account somewhere, don't keep it open. Okay. Cause it can, yeah, it, it will make your life so much easier.
1: Well, very good point. What other financial spring cleaning tips do you have for us?
2: Yeah, I, you know, the other thing that I think is important to talk about is really taking time to assess your debt. Just like, just like your accounts, you also need to keep track of all of the debt that you have. Um, and while, you know, it, you're tidying tidying up your debt, we'll say, right? And you, So you just really need to be aware of how much you owe, what the interest is on those debts. You know, otherwise you could really end up owing more than you realize that you did if you're not taking time to kind of look at that holistically from time to time. And spring cleaning time is a great time to assess that. Um, So once you've really kind of taken stock of all of your debts, it's a really good time to start thinking about how you could pay them off in maybe a faster way or a more structured way and kind of declutter those debts to really get rid of them once and for all. Um, You know, there's a lot of different ways that you can go about that. There's a lot of different methodologies out there. Um, We've talked about a couple of them on this show before, right? So we talk about the snowball method. And that's really where you start with that smallest debt first and start paying that one off really aggressively while only making minimum payments on your other debts. And once you have that smallest debt paid off, you take the amount you were paying for that plus the minimum payment on the next smallest debt that you have and start paying that off really aggressively with all of those, that money. And you continue that way forward until you've made a really big impact and you're making really large payments on some of those bigger debts because you've been able to eliminate those smaller ones and get them out of the way faster.
1: That's when it gets fun is when you finally get that snowball big enough. Yes. For each month you're knocking out a really big chunk.
2: Exactly. And you're seeing exactly.
1: the light at the end of the tunnel.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's It can be really empowering to kind of start Hit your debt payoff strategy with the snowball method. A lot of people really find value in using that method. Um, but for others, what's really empowering is m- what is called the avalanche method. It's kind of the reverse of the snowball. So with the avalanche method, um, you start paying off the highest debt first, the one with the biggest balance, and really try to make some effort to get that paid down more quickly. Um, because you will have paid more interest on that than maybe a smaller balance potentially. So that's why some people find that more attractive to tackle those bigger ones first and really whittle that down.
1: And I could see the value in that as well, Mm -hmm. that if you were to make the minimum payments on the smaller ones and direct all of your energy at that big one, once you get that big one out of the way, you'll wipe out the other ones just like that.
2: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, you know, there's really no right or wrong way to approach this. It's really what works for you. Um, And of course, you could always focus instead of on amount owed, you could focus on the ones that maybe have a higher interest rate and get those out of the way first, regardless of how much you owe on that particular, you know, credit card or loan or whatever that is. Um, Of course, you know, another really good approach that can be really helpful, especially if you feel really overwhelmed with the amount of debt you have, is to consider a debt consolidation loan. So this loan will kind of shrink your debt payments down from these multiple payments to all these different places into one manageable payment. Um, and typically what will happen for most people is um, you'll end up with a lower interest rate when you do a debt consolidation loan um, than you, what you have collectively on those current debts, um, especially if a lot of your debt is with credit cards, because you're, you're going to tend to pay kind of those double digit interest rates. And typically a debt consolidation loan will not be quite that high. Um, and really, it's just one of the best decluttering tools for your debt that you can you can really get because it really does do that thing. It says, okay, I'm going to take this mess of debt and put it in one spot, give you one payment to focus on one balance to focus on one interest rate to worry about. And it gives you a really clear plan of attack and a very clear timeline of when that will be paid off. Do
1: you find at first Alliance that a lot of the folks seeking a debt consolidation loan, have that it's credit card debt that's all over the place? Is that, the typical situation
2: Yeah, yep, you know, I think it's a wide range of things to um but credit card debt is definitely a very common one um for debt consolidation loans. Absolutely. And, just and just because it is so the interest rate is so different.
1: Yeah, and and if you have all these various credit cards laying around and you and perhaps you don't have them on automatic payment, it's pretty easy to forget one.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: Then you're getting the late fees and that, oh, yeah, yes. So one one loan, one payment. That would that's definitely decluttering. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. We're talking about spring cleaning your finances with Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union. It's Good Money Moves on Newstalk thirteen forty KROCAM. And 96.9 FM, back in just a moment.
0: Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
1: Welcome back to Good Money Moves. General Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union with us talking about spring cleaning your finances. We covered decluttering debts, keeping track of where everything is at, all your different savings accounts, investment accounts, credit accounts, loans, all of that stuff what what's next in our spring cleaning process?
2: Yeah, so another really great great way to spring clean your finances is to do some actual decluttering and cleaning up of your financial documents and files (laughs) so real real spurn cleaning but specifically with your financial files so and what i mean by this is you know most people um keep a lot of financial information in files you know you get maybe mail statements or you know tax documents things like that at some you don't have to keep those forever and ever and ever and you really shouldn't at some, You know, there are certain amounts of time that you should really be keeping these files for and then purging them when you no longer need them. So things like um, banking account statements, if you have paper copies of those, you really only need those for one month at a time because, well, by the time you get them, they're already old news. Um, so I would recommend using e-statements if you can. Then you don't ever have to worry about the paper versions. Um, you can get rid of bills, that are over a year old, especially if you've paid them, Um, you know, you can, any pay stubs that you've been keeping, um, if you have a W-2 for for that year, you no longer need copies of those pay stubs, so you can shred those, Um, you know, you can get rid of any sales receipts for groceries, clothing, you know, as soon as you've kind of reconciled what's on them versus what's coming out of your bank, account, there's really not a reason to hang on to those for long periods of time. Um, but receipts for things like major purchases for electronics or appliances, those are usually good to keep for as long as you own the item.
1: A um, big home improvement ever. things.
2: Yep. 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 That kind of stuff. Keep those. Um, but what's really important is as you kind of are going through all of this information, when you do, you know, toss out these files, you really should put them through a paper shredder versus just tossing them into the garbage can. Um, and this is really just to keep your personal information from getting into the wrong hands because people will dumpster dive and find your financial documents. So it does happen. It so it does. is important if if you it's are keeping paper. Uh, yeah, it is. Yes, it is really important that you discard your financial documentation in a safe manner and so shredding is a really great way to do that um you know, and then I would also say in addition to your physical files that you're kind of cleaning out and sorting through, also take some time to kind of go through any digital files that you have of your financial statements and information. So, you know, go through, search your email accounts for any messages from your credit union or your financial institution that may have, you know, maybe alerts about activity on your account or that, you know, you maybe got a your monthly state, e-statement came through. You might get a notice for that. Um, And while these messages might just be, again, a notice for something that's available, sometimes those messages are going to offer, you know, useful information or have status updates about your account that you may need to be paying attention to. So, you know, it's also a good time to kind of just if you don't log into your online banking platform very frequently and you know, doing during your spring cleaning, it's a really great time to do that. Um, and just, you know, check, see if you have any unread messages that have been sent through the secure message feature of online banking to see if there's any notifications that you need to be aware of, or maybe the your financial institution is trying to get a hold of you about something important. Um, you just never know. It's a good time to kind of brush up on that. And because you're taking stock of all your accounts anyway, like we mentioned earlier in the show, now's a great time to do that by logging into those accounts and just verifying what's going on in those accounts. Make sure you're not paying any extra fees for anything, that kind of stuff.
1: The tax records. Do we just keep those? I mean, I know the IRS says you can throw them out after a certain amount of time, but I, mm-hmm. I keep the W twos and a copy of the tax return forever for each year.
2: <laughs> I don't think you're alone in that. Um, yes, there is there is typically a time frame in which you're. It's recommended that you retain those, and then you can get rid of them. Um, you know, I think the one thing is the more information that you keep, financial information that you keep. About yourself whether it's physical or digital you do open yourself up to um you know fraud in some way if somebody were to get a hold of that information now now not only do they have your current information they also have a lot of backstory information as well that you know if they're trying to pass background checks or they're trying to pass um uh, some kind of credit check or you know something like that they would have a backlog of information about you that you maybe don't want them to have
1: Good so point. those are some I,
2: things to keep in mind.
1: That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that part of it. Any other spring cleaning tips?
2: Yeah, you know, I think it's, you know, we're kind of talking about keeping track of your financial files and a big piece of that is taking time to take a look at your credit report. Um and you are, and a lot of people maybe don't realize this, but you are entitled to one free credit report from each of the three major credit reporting agencies. And that's Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax every year.
1: So I can and get the, three each year?
2: Correct. Okay. Yes. And so the best way to access your credit report is through an official site. And that the best site for that is annualcreditreport.com. Um, this site allows you to get your credit report from each of the credit reporting agencies. And when you're reviewing your credit report, make sure that all three reports match and that your credit score is within a few points of each other. I mean, each, each one is going to calculate that score a little bit differently, but they should be generally close to one another. Okay. And if there is a score that is really different from the others, then it's a good time to dig into into that and try to figure out why that score might be different. Um, Is there an extra account on that credit report that shouldn't be? Is there a debt that you already paid off that they haven't acknowledged? Um, You know, you can also look for just unusual activity, again, accounts that you don't recognize, credit cards you don't remember opening, um, loans you don't remember taking out. Those would all be red flags that, hey, maybe something's not right here and and it could be from identity theft or it could just be misreporting on the credit bureaus side of things. So sometimes that can happen if there's really maybe a similar Social Security number, or you have the same name as someone else in your family. You know, sometimes those, you know, if you're the junior or the senior in the family, you may have get some mix up there. So it's good to kind of keep track of that stuff. Um, But really, what's important is if you see something that doesn't look right, you should dispute it with that credit bureau. And each agency is going to have a different process for making a dispute. And you can visit each of their individual websites to learn about that process. But taking time to review and really correct any errors is important because the information on your credit report is how your credit score is calculated.
1: And that is going to dictate what interest rates you pay and a whole lot of other things.
2: It is. It directly impacts your ability to access affordable credit should you need it.
1: All right. Financial spring cleaning, the topic today on Good Money Moves we will return in a moment on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9
0: FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking good money moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tombo from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
1: Good money moves continues on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking about spring cleaning your finances. Looked at my credit report. I've gone through all my files and cleaned them all up. What else do I have to do?
2: Yeah, so you should absolutely take time to review your budget during your financial spring cleaning fest. (laughs) You know, (laughs) take time to look through all of your spending categories and see if you're spending in the way that you anticipated you would or that you think you do. Because a lot of times people think they're spending – one way when they take a look at what they're actually doing, they're spending something completely different and it's not what they thought and not what they wanted to do. Um, and one, a great way that you can dig into this and keep track of this on a more regular basis is by using tools like the My Money feature in the First Alliance mobile app and online banking um, or other money management tools like we talked about last week in the episode last week. Um, and you know, you might, as you're kind of like taking time to really look through all this, you're going to notice that you've probably been spending more in certain areas and you're going to want to adjust your spending habits going forward to kind of compensate for that and kind of bring you back in line with what you want to be doing from a budget standpoint. Um, so for example, let's say um, you were spending more than you anticipated in, on groceries. I mean, right now who isn't?
0: Yeah. Right. Um, is about everybody.
2: You doing know, that. Um. so Knowing that, right, you only have so much income. So if if you're spending more on groceries, then you really don't have a lot of control over that. You have some control, right? Maybe you don't buy the name brand of something, but, you know, let's be real. You don't have a ton of control over your grocery bill. Um, you can kind of, you have to figure out, well, if I'm spending an extra $50 a month on groceries, I don't, you know, that's not necessarily extra income you're getting to cover that. So you got to figure out where in your income that's going to come from, you know, maybe it means you don't go out for coffee every day of the week, you're going to cut back to only two or three days a week. And, you know, maybe you like to go, you know, shopping for new shoes once a month, because that's how you like to treat yourself. And maybe you skip a month and you only do it every other month to kind of make up for that or you know, maybe you cut back on how much you're going out to eat or maybe it's that you don't have to cut back on how much you're going out to eat. But instead of get, ordering the soda, you order a water just to kind of bring that bill back down and, and make sure that you can afford the groceries that you need to buy as well. So, there, it's just a time to kind of reassess, okay, how am I spending my money? Is this how I want to be spending my money? You know, you want to make sure that you're not overspending and really putting yourself in a bad financial situation. So, it's really a good opportunity to yeah. do that. Um. And it's all about ensuring that the money that you're earning is being used in ways that are most important to you and your financial goals.
1: Intentional, like to say. Yes. Yes. Any uh, final points for us as we do our spring cleaning?
2: Yes. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to only clean your house once a year, right? You do this on a regular basis. (laughs) Um, There is definitely also regular maintenance and cleaning that you can do throughout the year on your finances as well. Um, So you can make your annual financial spring cleaning much easier by doing some regular financial maintenance every month. Set aside, you know, an hour, maybe two at most a month to do things like look through your checking accounts, savings account, investment accounts. Just check up on them. Um, See what progress you've made on paying down your debts. Review your budget and just adjust as needed so that you don't end up having to accumulate credit card debt, for example. Um, And just take some time to kind of get rid of any unnecessary files um, and receipts. You know, especially for things that you've kind of held on to for like food or clothing, Um, that kind of stuff can make a big difference to just feel like you do have a little bit more sense of control over your money throughout the year. Um, and again, it's, you don't have to spend a ton of time. It's not something you have to spend an hour on every day, you know, an hour a month can go a long way towards this. And, you know, the payoff will really be that you do feel more in control of your finances. And as a result, you're going to feel a lot less financial stress throughout the year.
1: And probably advance towards the goals you've set for yourself as well. So exactly. A great bonus there and great information as always, Jenna. And of course, there's more out there. We're talking about this sort of process of keeping track of your financial goals and where you're at. Where can I find out more information?
2: Yeah, as always, I encourage our listeners to visit our website, firstalliancecu.com. You can subscribe to our blog. We release new financial tips and advice out there every week. We also have free downloadable tools like a smart goals uh, worksheet and a couple different tools to help you build a budget if you don't have one. Um, you can also listen to past episodes of Good Money Moves at firstalliancecu.com slash podcast or on com. You can subscribe to Good Money Moves on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. And if you love our show, please take a minute to leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. Um, If you do have a financial topic or a question that you'd like us to cover on Good Money Moves, please send me an email at marketing at firstalliancecu.com. And of course, I strongly encourage you to reach out to our team at First Alliance Credit Union so that they can help you start making Good Money Moves today.
1: That's First Alliance Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA and an equal housing lender. Jenna, thanks a lot. Another great episode of Good Money Moves. You bet. And we'll do it again next week. Yes. It's Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.